Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the complete and speedy recovery, the Refuah Shalema of Aravimita ben Shoshana, Leah Mincha Baskitel, and Shaul ben Pitta. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Edward ben Ephraim, Shlomo ben Edward, and Yerachmiah Daniel ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Torah portion is Parsha's Baha'u'llah Crisis of Identity. Our Parsha begins with Hashem telling Aaron that it is his job to light the menorah daily in the Mishkan. Hashem then gave Moshe the process of purification that the tribe of Levi must go through before working in the Mishkan. They must shave all their hair off their body, be sprinkled with the ashes of the Paraduma, the red heifer, and bring two special sacrifices. As the Jewish people traveled, they began to complain to Moshe Rabbeinu. They objected to the fact that they only ate man, the heavenly bread, rather than meat and fish. The Pusik says that if we only had meat because we still remember the fish we ate in Egypt. Moshe was furious and turned to God and said, Why did you do this to me? Did I create these people? Did I give birth to these people that now I must carry their burden alone? And in response, God sent quail birds from the ocean to satisfy the Jewish people's need for meat. However, all those who instigated the complaints or were gluttonous while they were eating were killed by God for their lack of belief. However, a question comes to mind. The Jewish people complained to Moshe twice in the span of six verses in six psukim. First they said that the pace of travel was too fast and God responded with a plague of fire killing all those who were complaining. But Moshe Rabbeinu begged for mercy and the plague stopped. But some people continued and bemoaned the fact that they lacked fish and meat. But Moshe's reaction was drastically different. He was angry, furious and annoyed and even resentful towards God for making him lead such an irritating people. What sparked Moshe's anger and rage? What made Moshe change from praying for his people to wishing he never led them in the first place? The simple explanation is quite obvious. Moshe Rabbeinu was upset at the speed with which the Jewish people found what to complain about. They literally had anything they needed or wanted in the desert, a place where no life exists, yet they continued searching for meaningless issues and problems to fetch about. However, the Orach HaMakadosh, Rav Chaim Ibn Attar, a Moroccan commentary and Kabbalist, gives us a deeper and more profound explanation. He writes that Moshe Rabbeinu was enraged with a second complaint because the Jewish people were not living up to what he was told. At the burning bush, Moshe Rabbeinu was told that he would lead the Jewish people out of Egypt into the Promised Land. The whole exodus from Egypt began because God recognized and heard the cries of pain and suffering from the Jewish people. Hence, Moshe Rabbeinu expected the people to be ready and willing to receive God's blessings and love, to accept His Torah, His laws, His mitzvahs, His commandments, and immediately head to their eternal home. But amid the second complaint, they say, we remember the fish we had in Egypt. The Jewish people were lamenting that they left Egypt, the source of immense pain, while just a three-day journey from the land of Israel, the promised land, their eternal home. This paradox disturbed and saddened Moshe to his core. Why did you do this to me? Did I create these people? Did I give birth to these people that now I must carry their burden? The Orach HaMakadosh explains that the second complaint made Moshe doubt his leadership, purpose, and mission. So he turned to God and asked him why was he put in such an adverse situation. 
A similar crisis of identity happened to another great Jewish prophet, Shmuel Hanavi. When Shaul, the first Jewish king whom Shmuel Hanavi anointed himself, sinned against God, Shmuel was equally confused and sad. How can Shaul HaMelech not follow God's commandment to the letter of the law? But God answered Shmuel, and he was told to search for David, the next Jewish king, because Shaul was no longer fit for that position. Similarly, God responded to Moshe that the burden of leadership is not just on his shoulders, but on the 70 elders, meaning that Moshe's purpose and mission is to be the greatest leader, and the part of that leadership is delegation. Moshe must delegate and assign responsibilities to others so he can lead responsibly. God is reminding Moshe Rabbeinu what his intentions are, for Moshe to be known as an Eben Nemon, a faithful servant, and the ultimate leader. In our daily life, we will inevitably ask ourselves the question, what is our purpose, what is our mission? And this experience can be extremely overwhelming and depressing, as it can feel that anything is meaningless and meaningful at the same time. But the Torah's response to this crucial and vital question is to look at the essence of ourselves. What is the unique and singular light that we possess that the world desperately needs? What perspective, understanding, and vision do we have to enlighten the world and bring the ultimate redemption? There is a deeply profound quote by Rabbi Adin Steinsaltz of Blessed Memory. The more we are able to listen to our soul, the more of its voice will affect our lives and the way we see the world. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com Till next time, thanks for listening.